it seems to me that she's really saying that she wants to date the, the doctors or the attorney's wallet. One of the biggest issues that men at our level have with relationships is women don't recognize or don't understand what it is to be us. Right. What's going on? What's going on? What is going on, man? Nieces and nephews, kin folks and cousins and everybody else, how y'all doing? Uh, I have none other than the lead attorney in the house here in Miami and uh, Go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody, the three people that don't know me. Right, yes, guys. I am the lead attorney, a 20-year attorney in Atlanta, Georgia. And I just want to take a moment to thank the Godfather himself, uh, Kevin Samuels, for inviting me down here. Beautiful place down here in Miami. Um, I, I might have to think about getting a place down here after seeing how my man is living. So. Really want to thank you for having me down here. It's, it's beautiful. Cool. Now, here's the thing. I really wanted to actually talk to more people. I'm, talk, I'm on this whole segment talking about business, brains, and bonds. And one of the biggest holes I see in content in general, as we were talking off camera, uh, especially content and, and black Americans, we really don't have a focus on business. Right. And no shout out, no shout out to the industry. But if you look at Black America, you think well, the media is driven by athletics, entertainment, music, sports, and that's a man that's under 35, and there's this big hole. That's kind of where this whole high value thing came into play because the very men that women want to become and the women that men say they, the women that, uh, the men that women say they want fit into that category. So, um, Tell everybody a little bit about yourself, a little bit of background, and I'm going to adjust this camera. Okay. Yes, I am from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I went to uh, UGA for undergrad and law school. So I'm what they call a double dog. Uh, shout out to the Georgia Dogs. We are the national champions uh, in the SEC. Um, so, yeah, um, after that, I started practicing in Atlanta. Um, and that was, uh, the, the practice of law is super interesting. Once you graduate from law school, a lot of times people will think that, uh, you learned a lot of law in law school and it's really not the case. Um, you have to learn so much when you get out into the practice, right? And so I spent the next 20 years, uh, practicing law primarily in, in family law. So we're talking about divorces. We're talking about child support. We're talking about alimony defense. We're talking about you know child support modifications, custody, things of that nature. So it's been a super interesting ride. Uh, I decided to retire last year, and, and honestly, I had wanted to get out of the practice for a few years before I retired. Um, the law is a very it's a very stressful job, and uh, it can be rewarding, but you really have to love it for it to really be worth it. And uh, I had decided, usually around year 14 or year 15, that I didn't love it. And I was always uh, just kind of thinking, you know, is this going to be my last year? Is this going to be my last year? It's kind of like these running backs or NFL players where they're saying, oh, can I go one more year, or is this going to be my last one? So I decided uh, last year to kind of go through the retirement process and make that my last year. So uh, I started a YouTube channel um, basically to give uh, men some tips on 
what they could do to improve their situation uh, in their, not so much in their marriages, but in the process of divorce. Uh, people pay divorce attorneys a lot of money to find out some very simple things. So I said, why not just start a channel where I talk about some of these simple things and give that information out for free. Uh, that was valuable, but it didn't get a lot of the following that I thought it, it should have gotten. And, you know, just going over uh, the, 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 the growing humps and learning how to be a YouTuber. You know, I was about to quit, in fact. Uh, I thought about it two or three times. But then the, the man himself, O'Shea Duke Jackson, uh, really gave me a lot of inspiration, helped me out tremendously, gave me some collaborations on his channel that really boosted my subscribers, it, boost, it boosted my views, and it gave me a lot of momentum. And with that momentum, I was able to see more about how YouTube worked. I was able to get more exposure, and I was able to get my message out, and it started resonating. And then from then on, you know, I, I just kind of been on this, this YouTube ride, which is, you know, it's not always smooth, right? And it takes a lot of learning, but I've had a lot of help along the way, primarily from O'Shea Duke Jackson, and, and you've helped me out tremendously as well, Kevin. So again, I want to thank you for that. You're welcome. And see, one of the things I think that people misunderstand that at our relative ages, that even what they didn't just see, the poise it takes to move when things are really happening. Uh, everybody has a plan until they get hit. Yes. Uh, I always say you build an airplane while you fly, and that's a skill set that I and I developed in the corporate sales room in the boardroom. She developed it in front of an attorney, I mean, in front of judges and things like that. Um, so the, the making of content, um, there's a content portion, there's a knowledge portion, there's a presentation portion. Mm. Um, you mentioned that you came to give guys some tips and pointers and things like that. But it really didn't take off until you start talking about relationships. It's and and, and the, what, the relationships, the, let's just call it the conflicts. Yes. Yeah, I noticed a lot. You know, you come into YouTube saying, okay, I got a message, and this is what I want to share with the world. And uh, you share that message, and no one cares. No one hears it. No one pays attention to it. But you find out very quickly that there's this thing called human psychology, and it is present on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And there are things that people gravitate towards, like relationships. They gravitate towards money. They gravitate towards conflict, mm -hmm. uh, towards messiness, towards strife. And I found out that what you have to do is present your message in a way that kind of it, 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 it's embedded within things that people already want to consume, right? So a lot of people on, on YouTube for entertainment purposes. So if I have a message that I think it's important, I better make it entertaining. My very first messages were not entertaining at all. I was trying not to be the... What's that? Not with mine. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I was trying to be, you know, the little attorney. Oh, you know, according to this or that. No, they did not want to hear it. Ball, yes, yes. That's what I kind of want to transition into because you know, you mentioned O'Shea, and I, I found I came in in men's style and fragrance, isn't it? YouTube is a vast ocean. Yes. And before I found men's content, even though I was still talking about men's stuff, uh, in the barbershop, and I've been involved in this men's stuff 
since the nineties, when Shahara Zad Ali book. We were talking about it on the campus of OU. I didn't know that there was this this uh, much of a sector, but still I came out with that very corporate whatever. And one of the things they said is like, hey man, you need to re- relax and become more relatable, which I am in my day-to-day life. So what I want to do the segue is as I'm sure women want to know what is it like for a successful attorney, an attorney to date? Because I often get women saying, I want, when I ask women, you know, the questions I ask them, one of the professions they always focus on is attorneys or physicians. So what is it like to date as an attorney? Uh, kind of go from there and ask Yeah, dating as an attorney, um, well, let, let me take a step back. I, I live in Atlanta, right? And I'm a black man in Atlanta, and there are a lot of black women who are eligible in Atlanta. So dating in Atlanta is not is not difficult if you are a black man. You kind of get a you get a ge- geography premium, let's say. <laughs> right. You know, if I was in North Dakota or something, I would have a much harder time. Having said this, though, you know, a lot of times if a woman will say, "Oh, I want to date a doctor or an attorney," she's really it seems to me that she's really saying that she wants to date the the doctor's or the attorney's wallet. Because you really don't want to date an attorney. You know, I was married. I was married for 10 years. And um, that marriage was difficult in part because of my job. Um, I did not know exactly where to draw the line in terms of, you know, having my job and, and, and helping all of my clients. And then at the same time, trying to pour into a wife. And it was very difficult. And so if you're dating an attorney, you know, you need to know that the attorney is not going to be around all of the time when you want the attorney to be around. So when I, what I'm hearing is wallet, but also under the bigger umbrella of lifestyle. So I don't even want to date what I think they believe is to be a lifestyle. Yeah. So it's amazing. I even have a segment up on Instagram right now. I'm like, what are the professions that a man making $350,000 legally would need to make. And they all say, a, a, a lawyer or attorney, I'm like, do y'all think all attorneys make $350,000? I'm like, no. Uh, but when I realized that a lot of women want this lifestyle and they want you to be babyface. Yes. <laughs> so, exactly um, let's take it from this standpoint. Um, what would you if, you, if you were talking to the 18-year-old version of yourself, what would you tell him to prioritize in the next 10 years regarding his personal life and how to move with the expectation of becoming an attorney out here in the dating world? How about that? Yeah, that's a, that's a big question. And to be honest, I'm going to give you an honest answer. You know, you, you might say a woman says, well, I want to date an attorney because they have an idea of what dating an attorney will be, an idea of what that lifestyle is. You know, 18-year-olds thinking about going to law school, they also have this delusion of what it is like to be an attorney. And I had no idea when I, uh, when I changed my major to pre-law and back in undergrad that, you know, and I was going to be this attorney, I had no idea what that what that career looked like, what about the hours and the stress. Uh, it was it was not um, it was it was a good career, but it wasn't necessarily fulfilling for me. So if I had to take a step back, I might say, listen, you know, is, is this profession even you for you? Exactly. Exactly. See, and for me, 
as somebody who was in corporate sales, I primarily sold to attorneys mm. for my for the time. No matter what industry I was in, I sold to attorneys because one of my one of my friends says you, you're our kind of asshole. <laughs> uh, because I, I actually had a firm actually offer to say, put you through law school, but I'm like, no, I don't think so. Um, I think you would have made an excellent attorney. Excellent. But you know, so when I was downtown Dallas, Haynes and Boone, Jackson Walker, Kenton Hanger, uh, these are some of the big names that were across the buildings out there. And it used to amaze me that when you walked into a, a big law firm, they got this almost, this, that the domination and intimidation starts from then. Yeah, the big then, rotunda and all that. You're exactly right. Then you go behind the scenes. And after the people were up, up here, then you got all the, the paralegals and the first year, and they're just working their ass off. Yes. And then they juxtapose that with being when guys, when, when people start out on their own, and they're in a little executive suite, <laughs> and it's like, they look like a copier exploded, and they're living yes. in like, how do you? I'm like, this doesn't look sexy. Exactly. Exactly. You work so hard. And so it, it's kind of, when, if I hear a woman say, I want to date an attorney, it's, it, <laughs> it, 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 it elicits a, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of emotions, but it's like you don't really know uh, what that person had to go through to get to that point that now you want to come in and date them when they're, you know, they, they've done so much to be successful. And even then... As a woman, a lot of times I think you're going to be unhappy if, let's say, your love language is quality time. Mm -hmm. Because there's going to be a lot of, you know, Thursday nights when I'm in the office, you know, to 9.30 at night, 10 in the morning. There's going to be a lot of nights where, you know, Sunday I'm in my office at 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning because I'm preparing for trial on Monday morning. Mm -hmm. um, you don't really have a lot of contact a lot of times with your husband now there might be some women who like that you know you hear of all these athletes that you know when they're playing in the regular season and they're away they got their their away games everything's good but the instant that they retire and they're at home right here comes the divorce right so it, it just depends but dating an attorney is not all it's cracked up to be i'll tell any woman that being an attorney number one is not uh all that it's cracked up to be and certainly dating I got out of a relationship, a two-year relationship uh, last year, and I talked to my I talked to my ex about a week or so ago, and you know we're not really on great terms. And uh, what's one of the things that she always used to say that would bug the, the the hell out of me, which I've heard throughout my career, is you know if we're arguing about something or having a back and forth. You know, and I start making a good point. She'll be like, oh, you know, you're just being a lawyer on me. You're just lawyering me, right? So, you know, dismissing the fact that I'm using logic, right? It's, oh, you're just doing your lawyer tricks. And you just kind of like, all right, you really can't win in that situation. I'm going to tell you, as a salesperson, mm -hmm. I, would, I used to hate when friends or uh, uh, relationships, women I'm dealing with, you're just trying to sell me. You're just trying to close me. I'm like, that's exactly right. It's like the worst kind of insult because, <laughs> anyway, it's so bad. So let's transition it this way. For the people who aren't salespeople or attorneys, I got this term that I didn't come up with, this whole high value. Mm -hmm. Men who make a certain amount of income. Uh, and I think most women envision attorneys as having this great, you're going after work and lunch, I mean, dinners and socialized. Um, whether that's true or not is, is not really the point, but what is it, 
What are some of the challenges you would say you find dating today as a man who, let's just say for the sake of argument, you're financially doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not big about talking about money on YouTube, but you're you're doing better than most guys. You have a certain degree of notoriety, notoriety, name recognition. So that gives you in 2020 language, um, clout. Uh, how is it dating today versus, let's say, 10 years ago? Yeah. Um, dating for me, as, as an attorney, most attorneys don't have clout. Even, you know, you can have an attorney that's making $5 million a year and you don't even know his name, mm-hmm. right? So most attorneys don't have, have clout like that. This is the first time in my life where I'm just starting to get recognized. I was down at Linux Mall uh, last week, and I got recognized three times. Now, being on these dating sites, I'm also starting to get recognized on the dating site. Do you think my profiles are fake? Yes. <laughs> and this is just happening, though, in the last couple of weeks. So, honestly, I was kind of asking you about it because I really don't have any visibility on how to, how to handle that situation. Well, uh, it's kind of like anything else. I would tell men, you're going to have to have... You need to want, that's why I say your wolf pack is so important. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in law school, you can't talk to people who are undergrad about what's going on in first year law. That's a different thing. Right. Um, so when you need to be around, like I'm putting together a coalition of, of men who are worldwide who are dealing with these issues because uh, if you're single or you don't have any small children and you have this whole thing called digital nomad. Yes. I, I personally, people thought I was nuts when I didn't want to buy houses and things like this when I was younger. Uh, but now you're in a position to where you decide you wanted to go to Spain and just work remotely. You could say lead attorney from whatever, and you're not a good Aldo. But the dating of being able to be a digital nomad means uh, that you can actually go to where. You can choose where you want to go because now you're in Atlanta. Well, see, what I think now is we as men, things are kind of tipping in our direction. Yes. And we've never seen, I, I haven't seen this in my lifetime. So it's like, well, wait a minute. We're used to playing from behind, trying to catch up or trying to hold on to a lead. Now we'll be able to go on the offense. And that's this whole high value man thing. So, um, have you thought about what you want your sex, late 60s, 70s to look like from a relationship standpoint? Yeah, you know, honestly. Are so kids off the table? Yes, no? I'm 45, so I was, you know, I'm getting this late in the game for me. It's late in the game. And, you know, if, if you're 35, 40, you know 45. You know, you've got some women out there be like, please say no, please. <laughs> <laughs> please say no, please. Right. If you're 35, 40, 45, you can certainly afford a kid. It's, it's not going to bankrupt you. but And it is nice to have a legacy. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of cost to having children, and not just necessarily financial costs. You know, I'm very, I'm intimately aware of the risk of having kids from being a divorce attorney for 20 years. And one of the things that I always tell men who, who focus on this legacy aspect, which I totally understand, but I tell men that they cannot have kids. Like you can, you can have a child, but in this country you can't have the child, no, right? You can't. 
it is that's exactly right. You have obligations to this child. And you know, if you're married to the to the mother, you're gonna feel like it's your child. But you can do some like this Thanos snap that you kind of made famous and you you can look up, you can spend eight years from, from, from year zero to eight every single day with this child. And the woman can snap her fingers, go to me uh -huh. uh, to, to file a divorce against you. And then, you know, 45 days later, you get to see your son every other weekend, right? And two weeks in the summer. So, so I have two questions I want to ask because there's this whole Nick Cannon model. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of, I hear a lot of guys who want legacy, but they think that because you have a lot of money, you can afford a lot of kids. You can afford to pay for a lot of kids. Right. Um, but I think we both know, at least in the West, that the notion of father knows best, that whole thing is gone. So I, I'm very pragmatic when it comes to relationships. So if, you know, if I were to have kids, I would already start calculating the outclose and loss. Um, because, like you said, you, 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 you don't own that. She has the kids. So I don't think women understand how much of a risk it is for men to have children these days. They don't. Uh, and especially at this age, um, you know, I have my daughter. Mm -hmm. um, and I would be open to it. But if I didn't have kids, I don't think I would miss it. Uh, and I'm only I'm only be open to it for another couple three years. Right. And then after that, and I'm I'm just I'm I'm out there. Yes. <laughs> now, I'm out there, but I want to be out there. Do you um in your sixties, do you want to have one person or do you want to have more than one person? Yeah, and, and this is a big, big thing in the manosphere and, and the red pill community about spinning plates and this and that. And a lot of guys get a lot of value out of that. I don't get a lot of value out of that. I would love to have one long term monogamous relationship. You know, for all the guys who, who need to spin plates and, and, you know, have their variety, more power to them. Um, I can't imagine it. It's, I think, I think it's, I think it's, you know, I try to think about, because when I was on the yard, I mean, I'm, I'm on the yard, I'm a Kappa. Mm -hmm. uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but I say that, no, you don't see many uh, bachelors who are millionaires and billionaires. Uh, and I've started talking about this term executive wife, almost like a wife is a job description. Mm. So um, for the sake of argument, let's leave. Western marriage and the court system and everything else. Have you wrote out the resume you would want from your your, your primary? I call them executive wife. Mm -hmm. have, you, have you written out a job description? And this is what your job description is, and this is what you do, and here's what you get paid, and here's how much you make makeup. Of it. Right. right. <laughs> no, I haven't. It's more of an internal, and I'm, I'm really, you know, um, I'm kind of bummed about my last relationship ending. Because it was such a beneficial relationship, but you know, uh, we broke up over the summer, last summer, right? So it's been a while, and you know, I've dated, and I'm sure she's dated, and you know, things like two years. I will say this though, no, no, you know, it's a lot of complicating factors towards it. Uh, super special person, it just, it just didn't work out. But it's one of those things where. 
you can feel it. You know, you're just like, okay, this, at least when it started, right? <laughs> at least when it started, it was like, oh my goodness, I was getting so much value out of that relationship. And if, if it had lasted, let's say another year, we probably would be married, right? But it just, it didn't, it didn't make it to that point. I haven't, I haven't written out, uh, let's say a resume, but I understand like in my head what, what, what I would want. But again, you know, getting married and, and this, you know, to a 20 year divorce attorney, marriage means something different to me than it does to a lot of people. And you, you had asked, how is it to, to date an attorney? And a lot of women will say, hold up now, you are a divorce attorney. Are, are you jaded? Are you against marriage? Because of all of the, the bullshit that you have seen in these family courts, right? And I'm not jaded, but I understand how to protect myself yeah. to the extent that it's possible. Well, it's always going to be a risk. To the extent that it is possible. Right. To the extent that ladies, and in particular gentlemen, relationships are risks. Yes. To the extent that it is possible. Um, I've gone almost 180 degrees. There was at one point I was like, oh, no. But then hearing so many of my clients and men who have seemingly have everything on their vault. I said, the reason I didn't start talking to this men's content is so many guys are wanting relationships. And I think one of the biggest issues that men at our level have with relationships is women don't recognize or don't understand what it is to be us. Right. See, we're, we're, we're meant to understand them. And now my content and more content like that is finally forcing women to say, wait a minute. I'm expecting all of this and you're starting to see more women at least think about this stuff. So, and that's a, that's a, 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 a an unintended, well, not necessarily an unintended consequence, but a pleasant surprise to see so many women come back. Yes. Um, so I mentioned on my, on my Patreon and I mentioned on YouTube that I'm going to start having these events. Uh, the first one we'll be having is going to be in Boston. Um, and I, I firmly believe this because I've seen it happen in my Facebook group. We've overcomplicated relationships. Mm -hmm. and, and it can be fascinating to talk about, I'm sure, as an attorney. You, you guys went through a part of uh, being in law school where you had to not play devil's advocate, but what is it when you have to take the other position? Yeah, when you have to argue the other side. You can say devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite things in philosophy. But it gets to be too much. Yeah. When you drop people in who understand that it's that they're going to be trade-offs and choices. I've seen more successful relationships, whatever they want to be called, happen. Um, because like you, uh, I don't I don't want to have a rotation in my 70s. It's, yeah. just, it's just too I mean, it's not even a matter of money or it's just... It's just effort and energy, right? And it's like, oh, why do I want to do that? But I think that's where... That's so much of where your value comes in. And I totally understand what you're saying. You know, it looks like maybe some of the women are at least acknowledging some of the risks that men are running. But even if they don't, even if women remain ignorant to the risk and, and the, the, the plight of men, the fact that men are understanding more. And uh, I do consultations uh, for, for people, from, generally for men, women can call too, but it's mostly men who are going through the divorce process or who are thinking about getting divorced. And so many of them mention you. Uh -huh. So many of them. I mean, 
I don't want to say that you're the cause of their divorce, but you show them that they are worth something. You show them that they have value. You know, the last five years of their marriage has been miserable. They haven't had sex in the last seven years. You know, the woman is cussing the the husband out in front of the kids for the last three years. Mm -hmm. And these men start listening to your content and realize that they don't have to live like that, Mm -hmm. that they are valuable as men. Right. And so your your channel, uh, your content has so much value, regardless of whatever the the women themselves come to learn or acknowledge about our plight. Well, I think that people are starting to understand that it has it has a lot of value. I'm to the I'm at a point now where I think that women uh, over 30 need to need to be making uh, need to be making a business plan. They yes. need to be approached and say, you know what, I want to be married to, even if, what I find is women want to be with a man that's respected by others. Mm. Um, and to that end, you know, I think it's good for us as guys to know what we need from a woman. And then I've also got to a point to where I'm like, if, if a woman wants to shoot her shot, here's how to do it. Have you... If, if a woman's out there and says she wants to shoot her shot at the lead attorney, have you thought about what what that needs to look like? Do they need to just drop their the figurative hanky out there? Or? Listen, I'm starting to get some DMs now. You know, my, my, my Instagram is, is paltry. It's not popping at all. <laughs> but there are a few women who will try to find it. I get emails. And again, on these dating sites, I tell you, the biggest thing, if you see me on a dating site, Act like you don't recognize me. That's gonna <laughs> please. That's like, oh, lead. I love you, Jenna, because that's gonna that's yeah. gonna kill it. I, I'm so new to this. I don't. I, and you know, most attorneys we're used to doing our things in in private. Just you know, one on one. We'll go to court with you. We'll we'll fight for you. You know, we'll talk to the jury in front, and we'll talk or argue in front of the jury on your behalf. But it's more of a one on one type of thing. Getting on the internet. You know, being an attorney is more of like an old school type of yeah, industry. Attorneys, attorneys. One thing I don't know about selling to attorneys, you get they're very slow to make change. Yes, yes. Attorneys, well, we buy our same office supplies from so and so, and that's the way it is. But attorneys are very competitive. Yes, and they're very what I want to call incestuous, meaning if one firm see another firm do it, they all want to do it. That's and exactly all my boys right. and officers, all my office men. So uh, I cut my teeth on learning how to, <laughs> my, my, my boss would say, you cut your teeth on learning how to hunt the biggest game. Mm. Because if you can, what I also found is once you start having these kind of clients, they were loyal. Yes. They were loyal and you ain't, you ain't going to just offer uh, a law firm. We can, we can say you ten percent, man. Whatever. Exactly. Forty percent just to keep my guy because I don't want to have to worry about it. That's exactly right. So how does that that how does that translate into your personal relationship? Like, does it is it a direct map? 
Yeah, you know, and I think a, a lot of men, most men actually, a lot of most of us practice. We have this kind of consumption, or we, we try to we try to save on energy, right? This conservation of energy. So it's like, oh, well, you can save ten percent if you just switch over here. Like, you know, I would rather lose the ten percent than have to fight the inertia and spend all this energy trying to research which is the best deal and that I'll just leave everything the same. And a lot of men take that approach with uh, dating and, and relationships and marriages. I take that approach too. It's very easy for me to get on these dating apps and just kind of swipe away. It's easy and I don't have to, you know, talk to somebody talk to some woman in the, you know, in the grocery store, find out she got two or three kids or nothing like that. And talking to people one-on-one is, uh, is time consuming. What I've seen through through this YouTube is that you can talk to a thousand people at the same time. You can, you can talk to 15,000 people at the same time, right? And see, dating apps allow you to talk to a, a wider uh, number of people. You remember the, the, the party's first Friday? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, well, there's a concept I, I don't want to explain it, but it used to just get everybody in the same place at the same time. I'm going to try yes. to, what I want to do is get business, brains, and bonds in the same room. What I learned on Facebook is invaluable because it's not as though professional men and women, like-minded men and women, don't want the same things. We just don't know how to find it. Yes. Uh, and, you know, apps and things like this. So what I realized is, one, Atlanta, like you went to UGA, uh, do you stay, would you say you have your wolf pack, your three to five guys? Yes. Um, I think the wolf pack is so critical because, like, uh, we didn't have time to do it now, but you, me, uh, a couple of other dudes on the town, women are going to flock our direction just because we be. Absolutely. Like what? What team y'all play for? Like y'all. <laughs> but I think it's we have overcomplicated to the point to where if we just get back to the basics, men working with men, grinding, hustling, yes. building, and and looking like you're living life, women will naturally follow these things. I mean. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's why I'm so glad that you were starting this initiative to get business men together, right? And not necessarily businessmen in the corporate sense, but men who have a business mentality. Um, because when we come together and share knowledge, we can all be so much stronger. The manosphere itself is so important. You know, I sometimes people will criticize me for being a part of the manosphere. Now, you can argue whether I'm a part or not, right? Because some people say, hey, I'm going to say I'm not, but I do make content that is for the empowerment of men. Men-centric universe, I call it MCU, the men-centric universe. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think about how things were when I started dating, when I was 18 and 20 years old, and all of the lessons that are taken for granted now in the manosphere, all the lessons that are just, oh, this is common sense. It wasn't common sense 25 years ago. Right? And the thing is, guys today, (laughs) how should have such a you got the cheat code. Yes, that's exactly what the manosphere is. So we're going to expect y'all to uh, do exceptionally well. So when we retire in Socrates is age, y'all ain't trying to put us out to pasture. <laughs> that is exactly right. Clearly, I don't want to be the face of this. Uh, I want everyone, I want to see uh, us get all this together. Build, build, build a media, build an economy, 
Uh, we've seen other groups uh, make themselves powerful in a short period of time. Yes. And you do it through economics. So this is why one of the things that I refuse to do is people try to make me be this top 10% elitist. And I think anybody who's watched my content will know that I'm a, I'm a fervent defender of average men. Because yes. I come from blue collar factory people. And we should have business at all levels. And Absolutely. the thing is, we should be so busy as men working. And just like and the women will come follow and then we'll pair off. So um, do you think you're going to stay in Atlanta uh, for the remainder? Or do you think you may be okay? That's a great question. You know, you got me down here in Miami, man. It's looking so good, you know. And uh, I, I can't afford this situation, but you know, I could, I could, I could do a little something. And I know a lot of people are YouTubers, but a lot of people in general are just moving to Florida and Texas because of the the tax breaks. And you know, because I'm, I'm retired and doing this YouTube thing now, like you mentioned, YouTube can be kind of like a digital nomad type of thing. But, uh, you know, I also have this inertia of just staying where I am, so trying to fight that. But, I mean, this, this, this situation right here, is, it, it had me thinking on the Uber. I was like, man, I, need to, I, might, I might need to make some moves. I'm going to tell you, move, I built my business in Oklahoma City. And then in such a way mm -hmm. to where if it worked, it could just be a pop-up shop. Atlanta, I came to Atlanta and said, I'm going to do a year in Atlanta, if I like it, not worst thing I could always go, could always go back home. Right. Uh, then COVID hit. Um, I thought about I'm much more of a New York City guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, shout out to all you guys who love the heat. I hate the heat. <laughs> but it, it's funny, like LA and Miami are so good for business for what we do. But the ability to be where it is and happening, uh, also what I noticed is it it opens men's mind to the possibility. Like, I wish I was bilingual. Mm -hmm. If I was bilingual, y'all would, would have to fight to keep me here. Right. <laughs> because uh, I'm, I'm doing the Rosetta Stone behind on it. But hey, why not do a month? Because all you really need, honestly, after a good couple of nights sleep to get over the jet lag, is a stable internet connection. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, have you been? Have you been to Europe? I've been to Europe a couple times, just you know, on these little uh, tours where they just rush you from city to city. So nothing really uh, meaningful, let's say. So you're bilingual. Have you been to Spain? I've been to Spain. Yeah. So you wouldn't even have to have that much of a learning commitment. I would say uh, here's a good. I think what I think would be great is to see men, black men in particular, out in the world. Mm. And you know, I, I'm a two piece. I'm a K. I'm a two piece of the biscuit dude. Fried mm -hmm. chicken. You know, I never get too big for fried chicken, cut fish. Yes. But getting out and doing these things and coming back, because what I do notice is whether people want to call it the manosphere or whatever, I'm just saying men's content. That's the perfect way to say so, it. So you know, if you can find it in the old school uh, Playboy magazine, GQ, or Esquire. It should be able to be found. That's what I want to be found on my platform. That's everything. That's everything from private jets to Tylenol. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we're at the very beginning of 
content that's bridging the gaps between men of men across the board and the fact that we're black men doing it. You know, absolutely. So uh, I will tell you, folks. Um, I'm excited about what's coming up. I'm excited about what's coming up, and um, and I'm really happy that we're pushing the envelope to improve the overall image of men uh, and redefine what masculinity, excellence, and all this other stuff looks like. This is why, you know, coming from the image side, it's so important that we start with that piece and then control the message, and then become beneficial to other people and other nonsense. Don't just hoard it all by ourselves to get it kind of out there. So. Um, I totally agree. And I think, you know, bringing people together from diverse backgrounds, you know, everybody comes in at an angle and everyone has something to contribute. You know, you take you, an expert image consultant, you take me, you know, and an attorney, maybe there's a CPA, maybe there's an MBA, you know, all of these different people and not even to be elitist, you know, maybe you have people from the trades that are making a ton of money as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody comes in and and, and, and contributes and it can be so much more powerful than you know just talking about relationships with women because again if your money is right and your business mind is right the women are going to come regardless and, and i think that's you know you know it it may look more appealing to the camera to be in suits and things like that the blue collar and the trades have always been in it and nobody knows suit built under these buildings. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so we just we just use them. Um, and now we're, what we're doing is men are starting to see what they, their interests being represented, and we can choose. And this is different. Yeah. This is different. So I think it's going to be important. I know for me it's important that how we are represented and and what we do with this because someone would have told me this would have been an, even a Possibility twenty years ago, I said you're crazy. Exactly. But we find ourselves here, so I'm glad you were able to come down. I don't want to belabor this too long, guys. We are just getting started. You guys have no idea. Watch this space. Watch this space, ladies. If you want to shoot your shot at the lead attorney, <laughs> uh, or if you want to join my, we're gonna we're gonna have ways to we're gonna have ways to connect. Building a network is something I, I'm extremely excited about. Um, and I think that's where the real value is, being able to have your base. Uh, you can mobilize that in many different ways. Uh, and when you have a base that you mobilize, that you have credibility with, um, a lot more people don't start to see you as less than or an enemy. They start to see you as an opportunity. Correct. Uh, what do you have to say to everybody before we kind of wrap up? Listen, I just I think that your idea about starting this, um, I think it's excellent. You are the person that can do it. You are the godfather at the top. None of us, all of us, are, are, are too small to really get it all galvanized. So I think that's excellent. I, I'm appreciative to be a part of it. But more than that, I really do just want to thank you for inviting me down here. It's an excellent place. So beautiful. Uh, Miami, you are living it up down here, Kevin. And uh, to have the opportunity to, to talk to you, it's just amazing. You told me some things off camera about how this YouTube thing works and other things that really just kind of blow my mind. So I really appreciate you supporting me like this. There's no reason why you have to do it at all. You are just supporting another brother. So I really just want to thank you for that. No problem. And I want to say that if you've been watching me for a long time, 
you saw me from the beginning. Um, I leave all my, when it was iPhone 5S, still trying to figure this all out. Um, we want to continue to push the message, improve the message, because I do realize that when I see a young guy and he's like, I love what you're doing, y'all like to see us do better. I keep him, you never hear me talk a lot about uh, money or this and that. I am about the work. I'm about the work and then showing that you can choose what you want to in life. So um, raising our standard, raising our idea of what's possible, not just what's probable, and then getting out there and doing the work and then making the collaborations and sharing it. That's why I say this whole thing about high value men, so little of it has to do with money. And so much of it has to do with visibility, network, usefulness to others and the group. Men like that are valuable no matter where they are, no matter what race they are, no matter what season. And like I said, this platform, I want to get insanely rich by helping people get what they want and I'll get what I want along the way. So we start, if you want to help along the way, there'll be things happening this year and going forward. We need all hands on deck, yeah. all, all hands on deck for men, all women. If you want to support us, we're going to need you too. Uh, because, uh, yeah, y'all are 73 cents out of every dollar. Do some of them dollars this way. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. We out of here, y'all. Yes, Talk sir. Later. Thank you, Kevin.